Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and hitting that snooze button on the morning alarm. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who suffers from insomnia, sleep paralysis, and night terrors. Yikes. Yeah, this movie hits home. And that movie is the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. This is continuing our rebooted versions during the 2000s era of our classic horror movies. So this is the last one in our little series of, of remakes from the mid-aughts. Um, wow, what a ride. Yeah, and just a warning for everyone who's hasn't tuned into any episode... Spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about that movie and probably other movies. Um, so let's get started with Nightmare on Elm Street. For those of you who do not remember, it's a Freddy Krueger movie. He attacks people in their dreams with his little claw fingers. Let's get into the IMDb's synopsis. All right. <clears throat> this is, I already don't like this synopsis. Oh, boy. The specter of a disfigured man haunts the children of the parents who murdered him, stalking and killing them in their dreams. First of all, I don't really consider him a specter. Second, I think they spoil it by revealing that he gets murdered by parents. Totally. Like, that is part of the thing that our characters learn along the way that comes towards the end. Um, I mean... Odds are, like, uh, if you know Nightmare on Elm Street, you didn't kind of know that. But, like, guys, like, that gives a lot away up front. This, this movie, uh, let me just say, Freddy Krueger kills teenagers in their dreams. Done. Him. And they're trying to figure out why, so they got to stay awake to figure out how to kill him or stop yeah. him. Let's get into our first time with this movie. I watched it when it came out on, like, DVD. I didn't see it in the theaters. Because uh, I had, I have never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I've seen Freddy versus Jason, and I think that's the first time I've seen Freddy. The most I know of Freddy comes from the one of the Treehouse of Horror Simpsons episodes, where Groundskeeper Willie is essentially Freddy killing kids in their dreams, and that's as much as Freddy as I get. <laughs> so going into this, um, the first time way back, like what 10 years ago um it was all right it was just like every other slasher just kind of like meh it was meh in my eyes okay i also saw it in 2010 i did see it in theaters with some of my friends and we were like oh spooky oh um yeah i liked it i liked it the first time around um I-, I enjoyed it i thought it was like a good remake um, but a lot of people do not feel that way. 
Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Boy, don't they. <laughs> Let me, I can tell you right now, Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that tomato meter is at 15%. That is one of the lowest we've ever seen. That's um, unwarranted. Audience, <laughs> audience score, 43%. So even the audience didn't like it. And I, as a, someone who doesn't like think highly of this movie, I also don't think poorly of this movie. This is the exact medium right down the middle of what I expected. And it doesn't, nothing upsets or bothers me about it is just fine the way it is so what i'm i i know what i'm getting into it's okay well let's get into what other people thought of the nightmare on elm street remake okay well let's always start off on a positive note because we want to you know okay let's start off with christine champ of film.com freddy's back and he's slicker and more sinister than ever Oh, Freddy's back with a makeover, baby. Uh, I do say, I do think his look in this is better. Uh, just because, like, it looks like a burn victim's face rather than, like, burn makeup. Yeah. You know, like a, yeah. a weird, goofy, like, this is the goofy character, Freddy, versus, like, this is someone who's burned alive. Like, it, Oh, yeah. It no, I will cool. I will say the the look is way more sinister, way more intimidating. Um and I do find him to be I guess sleeker uh just simply because of that cuz he just looks better. Absolutely. Neil Miller from Film School Rejects wrote, "Haley's Kruger doesn't just look like a deeply unhinged burn victim out for some gruesome revenge. He's a complete embodiment of evil and it's terrifying." Yeah. Um I mean, I always know him from the Watchmen movie. That's like my go-to movie. Yes. Um, I also have seen him in uh, Little Children, which is uh, his Oscar-nominated performance. Okay, I have not seen that. But doesn't he play a creeper in that too? He, I believe, does play a creeper in that movie. Um, So, I mean, he's good at playing creepers. Um, Good for him. Good job being a creeper. Uh, Jeff Beck of Examiner.com. Many people have already made the mistake of holding this film up to the original, expecting it to be just as good, but it just isn't. However, taken on its own, it's still an entertaining horror film and an interesting take on the material. Okay, I we've seen reviews like this for the other <laughs> remakes. I think that's a dumb take. So <laughs> stupid to say, like, on its own, it's good, but if you compare it to what it's remaking, it's bad. Why? Why does that all of a sudden factor in whether it's good or not? I don't get that. I think that's dumb. Yeah, if you like the movie, yeah, it means it was good. If you think it's good, then like, why is it all of a sudden bad? Because it's not the original? The fuck out of here. Michael Compton of Bowling Green Daily News. I think it's a film that succeeds within its own boundaries. For that, it deserves faint praise. It's definitely the best of the recent horror remakes. I don't disagree. <laughs> um, I will, because you know what? We'll list our favorite of these remakes. We'll have our little order at, towards the end if we remember. Okay. <laughs> Heather Wixon with Dread Central wrote, The solid performances, stunning cinematography and visuals, 
and revamped and brutal Freddy makes this a nightmare on Elm Street worth checking out. I do think its visuals can be really well. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of shots I probably wrote down on my notes that was like, ooh, I like this. This is... Yeah, I think I don't think the performances are bad. I think the cast is quite interesting in its myriad of people that show up. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, yeah, the performances are pretty solid. Especially Jackie Earl. He's killing it, literally. Let's just dive into people hating on this movie. There's why, a lot of it. <laughs> why did everyone dislike this movie so much at 15%? That's oh. so bad. That's, a, that's low. It's so low. Amy Simon of Three Imaginary Girls. Dear makers of this thing, you guys are doing it wrong. So much so that I want to get you in a room and say, I don't believe in you. You're not real until you disappear. Damn. That's, she's got feels. Amy, what... That doesn't explain why you hate this movie so much. <laughs> right. Right. Like, what did they do that was so wrong that you feel the need to yell and berate them into until they're they disappear and they no longer exist on this planet? Like, girl. All right. Um, James Bertinelli with Real Views wrote, Welcome to 2010, Freddy Krueger. You were scarier in 1984. He w- definitely wasn't scary. <laughs> definitely wasn't. Yeah, he was, no, that was, that was way more ridiculous. Yeah, like, bro. Um, okay, so this review, just, I don't understand it. So here we go. Steve Garrett from Time Out. Jackie Earl Haley's Kruger is a blast, but the child molester twist is more depressingly cynical than dream logic harrowing. Like, Stephen, did you watch the original? Because the child molester part is not a, a twist. Like, yeah, that, that's what we know him there. for. Yeah, like that, like, granted, like, they get more into that part of the, the backstory than the original. The original is just kind of like Nancy's drunken mom is like, hey, I touched you. Like, like, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, no. Essentially. Um, whereas in this we get flashbacks we get more like details so there is more in it but like it's not a new twist it's not like a fresh take on this character it's something that's been around bro Bob Grimm of Reno News in review while Haley makes for a decent Freddy other members of the cast kill the party oh like Oscar nominee Rooney Mara (laughs) whoa 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 (laughs) What is she nominated for? What Oscar was she nominated Wasn't for? Wasn't she nominated for like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or something? No way that was an Oscar nomination. I think oh or me, that at least got a Golden Globe. I, I remember that. Really? I, yeah. Maybe wow, Carol? Wait, wow. Oh, I'm already on IMDb. I have yeah. to find his Nancy. Um, t- nominated for two Oscars. Carol and the girl with the dragon tattoo. I was right. That fucking movie got her an Oscar nomination. Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> and she's really not doing anything new in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She's literally just playing like 
like a hacker punk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got a nose ring and I'm bad. I mean, like, I always know her from the classic social network, but she's only in like the one scene, but just right. referenced to hell of a lot in the movie. Yeah. Um, he's pissed. Like, especially for her being our lead. I'll get into what I think about her later. All right. Well, we got our favorite sassy bitch coming in to talk shit about horror remakes. Okay, I think this take is very just him. It's just so him. All right, here we go. Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. He said, I stared at A Nightmare on Elm Street with wary resignation. The movie consists of a series of teenagers who are introduced, haunted by nightmares, and then slashed to death by Freddy. So what? That's it. That's the movies. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's like that's the movie, and that's what it has been. And like, so, so what? I mean, you could honestly, you could say that about any fucking movie. So what? So what? <laughs> so what? Who cares? So what? <laughs> Thanks, Roger. <laughs> Top of his game. Come oh. in with us. So what? <laughs> well, so what? We watched it and. You know what, Jessica, what did you think of this movie the second time around? Were you just as pumped the first time? Um, I don't know if I'd use the word pumped, right. uh, but I was, I, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. I think that this is, for me, a fun one to throw on around Halloween when you're getting into spooky season. Um, like Joe had previously stated, it's entertaining to watch. It might not be memorable, but it's still, there's something entertaining about it. Um, Granted, like I had it on and I was like doing other stuff while watching it. Cause I How was... dare you do that when we're focusing on our podcast? I still took notes, so I was still like engaged. Can I? <laughs> but like, had I not been doing anything other than watching this movie, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I'd feel, you know? So I was focused on this movie. I was watching intently. I took a pause halfway through, watched the second half, but another night. Um, I did fall asleep kind of uh, at the end towards, <laughs> towards the end, which was kind of funny. I was like, oh shit, I'm falling asleep. Freddy's going to kill me. We'll say, because I have it on Blu-ray, oh man, when I put this into the PS4 to play it, uh, push, push it'll play, commercials pop up. And this is commercials from 2010 about Blu-ray and how amazing <laughs> Blu-ray is. Blu-ray. You need to watch Watchmen, 300, The Dark Knight. Create your own video commentary. Like, it was showing me all the fucking things Blu-ray was possible. And I was oh like, God. no one uses any of these features. Like, <laughs> it's like, or at least I don't. Everyone does these things, but like puts it on YouTube. Right. <laughs> Make your own video commentary. Uh, it's the best way to watch movies at home ever. Just talking about how crisp the picture is. Oh man, I did not hear the end of it. With the commercial just ran on for fucking ever. Um, <laughs> and so, which was great. So then I um once this is finally over. I hit a uh, play movie and it has the suggestion like, do you want to go back from the last time you watched this? <laughs> I haven't watched this movie 
in probably nine years. You know the spot where I left off? Blu-ray, yeah, Blu-ray. Blu-ray, Blu-ray, you're bringing me back. All right. Um, one thing that I did notice uh, instantly uh, was, you know, all the imagery, just because of the perfect CGI. Can we talk about the imagery real quick? Sure. Let's get into the imagery of A Nightmare on Elm Street remake. So I just think there's a lot of shots in this movie that are just done well. I would um, agree, yeah. One of my favorites is when uh, Rooney Mara is in the tub and suds, and it's just Freddy's hand coming up and then just sinking right back in. Ooh, ooh, it's creepy. That is in the original. But I don't, I don't know. I'm looking at it as a <laughs> blank slate. So that, but that, okay, so that is like a very iconic shot in the original. Yeah. But again, it's way more hokey. Like it's way more hokey in like 80s, like cocaine out okay. weird vibe. This one felt like, like, whereas in the original, it's like, and Nancy's like, <gasps> like so cheesy. Um, I, w- I think that that brings up a really good point for me that there's certain shots that happened in the original that we have now that just look better. They just look better. You can't argue that. There are times where it's like, wow, yeah, this has been 11 years. Like some of the CGI has aged, which is- But some of not... it is still really good. Yeah. Like when that r- the classroom turns to like ash. Yeah, thought, that looks good. This looks good. Yeah. I remember so seeing that in points... the trailer and that was what I was like, I want to go see this. Yeah. So at I've some point it Freddy, looks good. Sometimes I think the lighting and the sets are really cool, like really well done and and add more to this like this mysticism of like this dream nightmare um, that he's taken over. Uh, I, I like it. I like how, you know, the look of the creepy basement he's in, like the creepy boiler room he's in. Like we didn't really get that well. in the original at all. So I think that's a really cool update is like, while the dreams might not be like most original in terms of like the concept of the dreams, the look and the feel of the dreams are great. I think they're really good. Um, so I, I think the visuals are really, really stellar actually for this kind of movie. Um, one visual I did not like was when Chris, uh, I think the she's the blonde in the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> Freddie is like in her dream and makes her like float and fly in the room yeah and, like, bonk around on the ceiling <laughs> like so stupid so that looks really dumb I would agree and that <laughs> is sort of like this weird updated version of the original and the original like so the I would say in this case that the original has a better take on that and that like okay um that so was a, that was a copy of the original kind of only okay. they were like it's 2010 let's get crazy um because Did they had to film it like upside down and yeah, make it look like it was the ceiling. It looks really good, I think, in the original as well. And it's way creepier. We're like, so the structure of the movie is very similar in that first we start off with like this girl. Uh, I don't think her name's Chris, but we start off with another girl and then she dies, and you're like, oh shit. And then we go to Nancy. Um, so that's kind of that's also similar. So in the original, we have the very similar situation of like her boyfriend is spending the night and then he goes to jail for her murder. Um, his his like running outside. Yeah, do it. 
You look so guilty about so this. So guilty. You're, You're covered com- in her blood in the first thing you... I didn't do it. I didn't kill her. I right. Her. Like, oh no, honey. Um, in, in this, like, and then I'll stop making so many comparisons because now I sound like a fucking critic. But in the original, <laughs> it's not you like... <laughs> it's not just like her being lifted and then like whacked around like a dummy. Um, it's that like this girl gets out of her bed and then like the wall that's closest to her bed he's like pinned her on it mm-hmm. and and she's like asleep and he, she's pinned against the wall and she's kind of like moving up the wall so okay. the boyfriend's like whoa whoa what's happening and then while she's pinned to the wall bam we get like the cuts across her so oh. it looks good in that oh. it's like she's she is moving she's out of bed this is larger than like what the fuck is happening but yeah she looks really dumb just being smacked around like in her dream plus freddie's not like like yeah he's can, in dreams can do it every once but like he's throwing a girl around a room like so one thing that i like about this movie yeah. uh is the backstory and i guess not everyone likes this that's fine um but i feel like in this version we get more of a complete backstory on freddie okay. um whereas in the first one, we get the details, but they're told in a weird sort of way where exposition? it's exposition oh, yeah. and it's Nancy's mom wasted, just like, yeah, I don't know, he's this guy. Um, he was the groundskeeper. He touched you. Yeah, pretty much. And oh, then yeah. like her dad, so Nancy's dad is in the original and he's a cop. Um, so we never say like, we fucking killed him because dad daddy's a cop you can't be talking like that so it's it's but it is sort of like we took care of him you know um whereas i feel like in this we are our characters one are going on a journey to find out the truth and that's more interesting than in the original where nancy's just like mom tell me because that's essentially what it is and then she's like fine um in this we also get flashbacks so we get like kind of a visual um the one thing that is different that i don't know how much i love is that at first the kids are like he didn't do anything to us like the teens are like we were five we would have said anything but then it turns out like oh no we really were molested like whereas like i don't think we needed that like that like pause of like he might be innocent because he's a psycho yeah Yeah, we don't need any like we don't need to feel sympathy towards Freddie, right so that's strange but i do i i think it there is a creepier element to like learning more about Freddie and like why he's pissed at these kids and their parents um as it's opposed such to a dark reason for him too he, it is you guys tattled on me for diddling you yeah i'm gonna murder you guys with your teens <laughs> Like, uh, because I still like you right now, but I'm gonna wait to your teens, yeah, and then I'm um, gonna diddle your brain while you oh, sleep. Um, while he's because he's running away from the parents, um, in like the reveal that the parents murder his ass, which I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck this dude, yeah. Um, <laughs> the parents are driving after him and he's running on foot and outrunning them on foot, which I thought this is weird. <laughs> yeah he's he's got some super strength in this movie what can i say 
Um, but that was, but that was before he gets burned and turns into a specter. A specter. The fuck I, there's no really explanation for what he is or why he's waited 15 years to do this. Right. Why he's how he's able to do it. Right. We don't get any of that, and yeah. we we never really have. So. Oh man, just think of this had a sequel. And we would have gotten our answers. We could have gotten some answers. Can we talk about this cast? Yeah, let's talk about the cast. Because the cast is bonkers in the best way possible. So it's like a lot of young, new faces that some have stuck around with us. Some haven't stuck around with us. Like Kellen Lutz from Twilight. (laughs) He starts off the movie with being possessed by Freddy. And slits his throat in a bar right at the beginning. I was like, oh shit, Twilight guy's in this. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a very strong start, especially yeah. for 2010, because he was he was just in Twilight. He was a big name. Like he was yeah. the thing. And then it's kind of like the Drew Barrymore and scream of it, where you're like, oh, but we gonna kill him. Um yeah. and I think it also is a very strong start to see him dreaming in this diner and then like what other people are seeing outside of that i thought that was really interesting yeah kellen let's twilight we should have had more of that throughout the movie of like what other people see while these people are asleep yeah um can we just talk about rooney yeah rooney mara is nancy two-time academy nominee rooney to me she just I don't know if this is the character or the actress. Doesn't look like she wants to be in this movie. She just looks like... uh, I would argue there's a lot of movies that Rooney Mara looks like she doesn't want to be there. (laughs) So that might just be that poor girl's face. It could be. But, you know, for the right role, Academy Award nomination. (laughs) Girl in the dragon tattoo, you don't want to be here. Thank you. Um, I want to be in a movie. Freddie's going to kill me. I will say she is very different from a typical like horror final girl. I think it's cool that she's different than most, but at the same time, like, I don't know if Rooney Mara like has all of the charisma to be like the final girl that's going to carry us to the end. Because it's like at a certain point, yeah, it just kind of feels like Maybe Did you the, like this movie at all? <laughs> it's like the unexpected, though. The like quiet, shy girl is the one that's gonna, yeah, ready in the end, right? And I do think that that is interesting, but it's just so random to have her as our lead. I really forget that she's our lead. She wasn't really anybody when this came out. Um, it's just interesting. Um, we do get one of your personal favorites, Connie M- Britton, my girl this. Connie. Oh, she's man. a mother. Yes. The entire time, I was like, why did she take this small, small supporting role? It was just a weird choice. But then, um, she also, big spoiler, is the last person to get murdered. And she that is. was, like, such a shock to me. Because uh, I didn't see that, like, you know, I didn't think the mom's ever going to get murdered in this. She's just, like, a side character. Not one of the kids. And she's just saying goodbye to her daughter, or like they're talking at night, and the mirror is weird behind her. Freddie's hand just knives through her face and pulls her into the mirror. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Could have been a, a fun sequel. Yeah, because that leaves so many like fucking questions up on the table. Like, 
was this her dream was some of the like was this all her dream was this like the tail end of her daughter you know in uh, life on the line was that a dream i didn't even think about that you know like what the fuck does that mean but we'll never find out (laughs) we'll never know um we also got a little bit of clancy brown mr krabs oh yeah yes he's one of the parents yep Carol haley of course as we know is freddie yes good we already talked about how great he is um decker from the sarah connor chronicles uh oh yeah the, the blonde girl's boyfriend yeah blonde girl's boyfriend yep that guy blonde girl herself um i'm not familiar with i think she was in uh the she's an arrow i never was okay arrow. and that's katie cassidy right um she was also in just like a lot of like she popped up in things around that time um she's also david cassidy's daughter oh yeah good for her so you know good for him um and then we have what do i know kyle gallner from I feel like he's been in a lot. He was in a lot of shit around that time too. He was also Beaver from Veronica Mars. That's how I know him. He's been in some shit. He's he's popped up. Um, I think this Red State maybe. Oh yeah, he's in Red State. Oh, that's an intense one. So yeah, the cast is quite interesting. So what are some things you did not like about this movie? Again, it's not very creative. Like again, just. I want more wild, creative, especially we're we're going inside people's dreams, which can get bonkers, but nothing is bonkers. It's like usually basic like sets of like, ooh, scary boiler room. It looks nice, but like nothing's really happening. Freddie just pushes a kid against the like pipes and is like, mash flash. <laughs> and then um yeah, just it's you know we're just in the school hallway. Slash your little <laughs> shoulder. Like he's not doing much. Where like he's being a bigger, scarier threat. That's true. So for me, like I don't necessarily mind that because in my my view is that this is a straight up remake. This is taking the shit from the original and like putting it in 2010 putting our own little like kind of fresh sprinkles on certain things. Yeah. Um, so that's why I like it because I do conceptually really like the the first Freddy. I like the idea of Freddy. I think it is really scary to think about. Um, so that's, I don't yeah, necessarily yeah, mind yeah, that. The, the idea of like someone's attacking in your sleep, there's zero things you could do about it. Right. Unless your imagination is so powerful to stop him. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that she's able to pull Freddy out uh, of the dream. But towards the end, we got really sloppy of, I couldn't tell when they're sleeping and when they're not. And it seemed like Freddy was attacking them outside of dreams because it didn't seem like they were actually sleeping unless they were like sleepwalking. So it was hard to keep track of who's sleeping and not because the brief flashes were weird. Um, Yeah, that did happen, yeah. um, The character of i think it's quentin was swimming right and all of a sudden he gets pulled under more and i thought well he's not sleeping so why is freddie attacking him right and then he gets 
pulled into this dream world because he is knocked unconscious from drowning, but he started to drown because something pulled him. So then it's like, okay, did Freddy try to drown him to put him in consciousness? But then how would Freddy do that? It'd make more sense if like he was so out of it and sleepy that he like hit his head or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, he, when he dove in, he bonked his head. Yeah. And, and then that's, that's yeah. what I thought this was going, but like I think it was inconsistent with when Freddy could attack. Yeah. So having a better established Freddy can attack would help this, I guess, the story a bit better. Because I was getting lost. I was like, what do we, I, I get, I know Freddy's murdering kids, but like, let's keep our one rule consistent. Please. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stick to the rules if you lay them out. And um, I, the concept alone, like, you can find a way to get them with him because eventually with sleeping your body will just like shut itself down yeah, conk out yeah so like we don't need to have freddie like fuck with our real world to get the kids in the dream they're gonna get in there at some point that's part of the scare is they can't escape him they have to sleep at some point i don't know that horror hits me because i really do have sleep issues i don't like it i don't like it it sounds not great no it's uh, terrible one thing i did think was interesting cast wise uh aaron Yu pops up in an uncredited spot as another kid from their original class all grown up yeah they had a video about how he's getting attacked in his nightmares and then gets murdered on screen so brief he's so brief but he was also in um er, uh friday Chainsaw. 13th oh yeah friday the 13th yeah he and very again an actor very much of the time love him great i like that um that that role i think that that was also a really interesting addition of having it in 2010 was now we can like use the internet at our disposal which was pretty cool um and yeah she finds like a vlogger who's like i'm having this fucked up situation like this is wild then he falls asleep on camera and boom is dead i thought like oh that's fun he- um technology wise in the movie they have super old phones where it's not a touch screen there's no internet it's just like where you can text the phone baby the phones yeah yikes what a time to be alive uh another uncredited person in this movie there is a lot of for some reason uncredited people i don't know why they just don't want their names to be attached to this movie for their briefness (laughs) uh judith hoag uh was in it briefly as a nurse that's trying to put her to sleep that's right uh, yeah that's original april o'neill from the ninja turtle movie mm-hmm. sounds like what is she doing here right and the mom from halloween town classic halloween lady oh right <laughs> um i don't have much to say about it is there anything you super disliked about this movie or super loved about this movie uh no you know why because this movie is it's the most fine. mediocre movie <laughs> there was um and so i'm gonna wrap this up right now what sure, i thought sure um, if you've never seen this movie before watch it why not if you want to see something new at halloween time perfect thing to watch uh is it gonna change your life no is it but like it was okay um if you've already seen it before you don't need to see it again because if you've forgotten about it it's because it was boring it just was okay uh 
there's a lot of good elements of it, but it's just like, I don't know, same shit, different movie, you know? Uh, yeah. It doesn't want me. <laughs> I, I say it, no need for a second chance because, like, I felt the same way I did the first time. Just all right. Um, so I'm going to say I think this does deserve a second chance yeah. because the critics are fucking harsh. Like, really you know harsh. I'm going to take my thing back. Everyone should just not shit on it as much as they did. Yeah. 15% is outrageous. It's not that bad. Like, there's so many other worse movies At than this. Minimum, 59%. Yeah. Yeah, I would just agree. Just barely with that. a stinker. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't awful. It's no. it is the exact thing I expected it out to be. So yeah. Good job, movie. You, yeah. You did it. You literally like, hey, they set out to remake a nightmare on Elm Street and they remade a nightmare on Elm Street. Bam. No more, no less. <laughs> and for someone who's never watched the originals, I had a fine time with it. I mean, that's the thing too. I think that this is a good if we're saying remake. Like okay. very specifically just taking the movie and doing it again and not I, think, I think that this is solid in that like uh-huh. it literally does just remake the movie have some better visuals uh take some things up a step and that's not bad i think that you know jackie earl haley was a great cast for freddie i think that that goes a really long way especially for a movie like this where our villain is like such a iconic. strong yeah iconic um you know, I think visually it's really good. Robert England. I feel like we haven't said his name oh, the entire yeah, time. No, we so have let's not. let's mention original original, <laughs> original Freddy. Freddy and I, I think it's a good movie for like Halloween time. If you're not looking for anything like too gruesome gritty horror, just like kind of a light horror movie, like this will do. Snuggle up with the loved one on the sofa. Yeah. Unless you're me and your loved one hates horror. It's a good movie to put like Halloween decorations up to. Like it's not as bad. It's not abysmal. Is it the best? No, I think Joe said it perfectly when it's just mediocre. And sometimes that's fine. Like sometimes you don't need to watch the best movie ever made. Sometimes oh, you just want to imagine like... having to watch a better movie every time you watched a movie. I mean, at some point, it's going to be impossible. At some point, you're going to be mad every time you watch a movie. Your standards would never hit. Never, ever. So, yeah, I think it does deserve a second chance in that it's better than I think people said it was back in the day. And I think it's Fucking just like original elitist. Elitist. And it's fine. <laughs> it's fine for right now. For October, for spooky season, throw it on. Fuck it. Why not? All right, <laughs> so watch it or don't, whatever. As Roger Ebert would say, so what? So, so what? what? So what? Oh, we forgot to do a ranking. A ranking oh, of the remakes. We haven't forgotten it because you're talking about it now. Okay. So now well, that we've wrapped up the episode. Yeah, if you stuck around, no, if you're a real fan, you get a real treat. <laughs> all right, so let's list all these movies off. And you know what, let's... Let's just rank them. We don't need to list off. You've no. been listening. Yeah. Loyal fans. So there's four ep- four movies. Four uh, uh, hor- four horror four remakes. Four reboots. Four reboots remakes from the 2000s mid 2000s there. that we talked what about. What was your least favorite? Sorry, Eric Balfour. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
is with me, but why for you? It just, it is such a remake in that we are literally taking Texas Chainsaw and we're we're putting it here. But you could you could say that with all of them though. Me, this true. It's just dirty. It's grimy. It's and it's dirty. Gross. And it's grimy and it's I gross. I feel like yeah. I want to clean. I like take a shower immediately after watching it. Yeah. It's just and it's about a, like a gross family that's just hacking up people for no fucking reason. Um. No. Yeah. Well, it I looks. Think... It looks. It's probably one of the better looking ones, but it's not my cup of tea of like the way it looks. So. Yeah. Sorry, you're at the bottom. Uh, you having Eric Balfour does bump it up a couple notches but (laughs) unfortunately the movie didn't what's your number three my number three would be halloween okay why is that um similar to what you just said about texas chainsaw like for me i like some parts of halloween and i get what they were going for and that's fine but it's for me at this age in my life like I can't be watching all that dark shit all the time. Like that okay. stuff is heavy. It is too much. It's like, I don't, I, I need to keep that arm's length, you know? So my number three is nightmare and Elm street. Cause it's just how mediocre it is. It's just <laughs> like, I don't care the entire time. I'm just like, whatever. Okay. Number two. Number two. Well, this is the final two are difficult for me. My number two. Okay. Because we're going to know what the number one is afterwards. But my number two is Halloween. I think it just shots look great. It gives me an like on the edge of my seat feel of like, ooh, Michael is so creepy. I don't know what's going to happen. What poor kid is going to get gutted next? Oh, no. I'm just everything looks good it's it doesn't win out just because of how like i don't know if vulgar is the right word but it's just like it's so early 2000s like dialogue that like it doesn't carry well to today mm-hmm. had the dialogue not been there it probably would be number one mm, okay i don't yeah i think that if the dialogue was a little different i might have felt the same way that i could stomach parts of it more i don't know it's it's just it's good, but it's just it's dark, man. It's dark yeah. energy. Um, I'm gonna skull fuck you. Oh, okay. I don't like that at all. Okay, you probably shouldn't say that in front of um, her children, but whatever. Oh. It's a very loving relationship. Ugh. Um. Okay, so my number two is gonna be Friday the 13th. Interesting. Um, I appreciate this because it's not so much a remake as it is like a continuation and like that's cool. That's different. Um, there are some things I really did like about it. Um, but there's something about it, like, it, I don't know. Like, there's just something about it that it's not like, I'm going to watch this again. Absolutely. It's, okay. You know, I don't know. It's not bad, but it's also just not like great. So what's your number one? So then my number one's a Nightmare on Elm Street. That's so bonkers to me. why is it number one out of all these we just watched because out of all the best in my opinion it's the best remake like it's the best at bringing this classic horror into this time period which would which would for this be 2010 um again like we were just talking about like you know i think that some of the elements that make it a remake are really good and really strong 
I also think that this was a really good way of introducing audiences, new audiences, to the already told story okay. um, in a way that's interesting and engaging. So for me, I I think it's better Not that in that way. <laughs> My number one is Friday the Thirteenth. Um, okay. Because <laughs> it's campy. Because it's it was campy as hell. Yeah, that is uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, I did a pun there. Um, <laughs> But it, it's a, not only does it feel like a reboot, but it also is definitely a sequel because it it shows things of what happened from previous one. It, it feels like the sequel to the original and they just forgot all like two through Jason X. Um, yeah. So um, also I just feel like we had a more fun cast of characters. I was either rooting for or rooting against because uh, like out of all the other movies I have forgotten most of the characters that are in them and I remember everyone else or I remember at least majority I could probably name all the people that are there yeah that's fair I, I would agree with that yeah um they're also in it which is the reason I watch slasher movies creative ways each person gets killed off and that's true. I feel like with Freddie, everyone just gets slashed. Or like <laughs> um Jason, they're getting stabbed and slashed, gutted, and like just shot with an arrow in the head out of nowhere. That's true, yeah. What, what? all right? Like, yeah. And so um so yeah, it, it wins out for me just because like it just it just I think it also just plays into being fun the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh which is yeah. what I like in a movie. Uh I do think that all the movies kind of ended the same with our character with our villain not really dead and trying to get someone at the last minute yeah i think they were all definitely open for future movies all all four ended the same way that's true yeah i was not surprised by the end i was like oh it's gonna end with him attacking at least one of them right there Mm -hmm. and it did it did yeah that's true (laughs) i think they're like truly moral of the story for these four movies is that like no they weren't great but they also weren't as bad as y'all made it out to be like that's how i feel about all four of them even texas chainsaw mask what they were going for they achieved like i just didn't it was a lot but like every one of these movies looked good again i think with tech you know with it being like 20 30 years since the originals they all look better than the originals yeah I agree. Um, acting is better than any originals. Just, everything is just better. It's just uh, the nostalgic feel of like, oh, it's the original. I have to love it more. You don't have to. No, you don't. Like, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think they were bad remakes, really. Yeah, it kind of depends fine. on what you like personally as well. I think yeah. that like kind of gets into it. I do um, think horror is also a genre that it, not everyone is like on board for. That too. Uh, I mean, that like, already. Yeah. People don't like being scared. People don't right. like watching people get murdered and people don't like blood. You know, there's so many things about these that it's like hard to find an audience. Right. Because these are not movies that are widely for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree. That already has it working against it. Um, yeah. You know, so. Tell me about it. <laughs> So I had a lot of fun revisiting these four, though, even if, like, I didn't love them all. Like, it was just fun, like, 
going back to like the early mid 2000s and like seeing like we said all these people like all these actors like where are they at now like this is so weird a lot of i think a lot of actors there's a lot of actors that get their start in like cheesy horror movies yeah and i can even name like johnny depp and kevin bacon from 80s horrors of these movies of these movies yeah absolutely and i think it's just it's just jamie lee curtis yeah absolutely a lot of them got their big breaks there so it it is fun seeing that happen i agree i had a lot of fun just revisiting them because of the actors because of uh how they looked like the uh, the movie not the actors (laughs) that's vain as hell um but yeah i did i enjoyed it you know but i like horror if you don't like horror i don't know if you're gonna enjoy any of these movies I, you can say it right now, the wife won't. <laughs> she absolutely refused to watch any of them. I listed all the movies I'd watched this month, and she's like, no, I just, <laughs> no, I'll listen to your podcast. Absolutely not going to watch any of them. <laughs> watch it right. without me. That's fine. It's not for everyone. Okay. So I will have to watch all well, 16 of the Freddy and Jason movies and report back to you guys. Please get back to us and let us know what your thoughts. Oh, man. That's so many movies. That's a lot of movies. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. Uh, follow us there. We want to hear from you. Uh, you can also listen on wherever you find your podcast. We are also on YouTube if you would like a visual episode. Hello. See these adorable faces. These cute little faces just chatting away. Thank you as always to BD McBeatface for our dope theme song. That is just so much fun and we love it so much. And yeah, we'll be back next week with another Second Chance movie. So what? So what? So what? Also, Blu-ray is awesome. Second chance.